Hello everyone and welcome to episode 16 of the Everyday Enthusiast podcast, Plain Ketchup. I am Chris, your Everyday Enthusiast, and here are some of the things that interested me the most over the last week. Before we get started, I just wanted to say that this podcast is available on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Overcast. If you want to like, rate, and subscribe, that would be greatly appreciated. I can also be reached at everydayenthusiastpodcast at gmail.com. No dots, dashes, or spaces. Again, that's everydayenthusiastpodcast at gmail.com. All right, on with the show. Okay, first up is our fun section here, follow-up, updates, and notes. The only thing I really wanted to talk about here is some of the uh, is in reference to some of the articles in this episode. I hope that this is coming as a surprise to a lot of you, actually, because that would mean that there are a lot of new listeners. But last week was a very short episode. I had some personal things that kind of got in the way, namely a sick kid that was home from daycare and I was still having to work full time. So I was not able to talk about a lot of the things that I had saved for the previous week. As a result, many of the topics in this week's uh, episode are in reference to slightly older articles. So if I make a mistake about uh, when they were first posted or if I say last week uh, when I really meant two weeks ago, uh, please forgive me. Okay. So our first topic here is going to come as no surprise to many of you is uh, and that is more iPhone SE talk. I'm not going to talk about this a lot, really. Um, the article is from uh, that I'm referencing first here is from uh, iMore, and they're talking about iPhone SE fans. Now, since we spoke about this last, the SE went on sale for a third time on Apple's website, and within minutes, yet again, it sold out. Now, I don't know if that's an indication that more people want smaller phones, but it's something right? And actually, we know that most people don't want smaller phones. The iPhone XR was the top selling phone for Apple in their lineup with the 10s Max coming in second and the 10s coming in last of the three new ones, meaning more people want bigger phones. And look, I'm part of the problem, okay? I have the Max, the 10s Max. Uh, Although I have seen the error uh, of my actions and the error in my ways, and I will absolutely be getting a smaller phone next time around. But that's not all, okay? Um, A little-known site, apparently, which I have also linked here, called techgarage.blog, said that they have photos of the iPhone SE 2. They are obviously renders, okay? And... I, I, it's not an actual phone. There's just no way. It's very, very blatantly obvious. But I so want them to be actual pictures. Uh, But this is, this all got my brain spinning a little bit, okay? Um, With all the talk of the iPod Touch coming, like a new updated iPod Touch, what if the rumors of the iPhone SE and the new, the rumors of the new iPod Touch are the same thing? I mean, think about it. The new iPod Touch is said to be remaining at the same size that it is. So, you know, that four inch uh, form factor. Uh, 
But what if that same size included a larger screen? Uh, I think I can say that I pretty safely say that I, I would get this in a heartbeat. Even though I am trying to save as much money as possible this year, um, I will get this no matter what the project is, honestly. I'm currently using an old iPhone 5 uh, to kind of read through my RSS reader just because I like the size and I, and I want to. Um, if I could use a new iPhone SE with a better camera as my daily driver, I absolutely would. And on the other side, if it turns out to be a new iPod Touch, I would love to get it and supplement it with my 10s Max and you know, kind of replace this iPhone 5. The 5 is very, uh, it hiccups a lot. I, it's not on I, or iOS 12, it's not supported, uh, but I, I just love listening to, or, or sorry, love using it nonetheless. Anyway, there is very little chance that this is going to happen, but one can only dream. And I'm also going to include a link to some concept rend renders as well. Although it look, these look amazing, I have to say that I would be pretty disappointed if it has the massive camera bump that is depicted in these concepts. Okay, moving on to topic number two here, Apple to launch a gaming subscription. So this is uh, this is another one that will more than likely not affect me, okay? Apple is said to be launching a Netflix for games subscription service. I do not game on my phone or on my Apple TV or on my iPad or on my Mac really for that matter. But this is interesting and raises some questions, you know? I mean, will they give you access to all App Store games? Uh, will they give you access to only certain games? Will they give you access to all the in-app purchases in said games? Can you choose to buy games outright still? Will you have a set number of games that you can download for, you know, at different price tiers? Maybe there's different price tiers like there is with Netflix. And most importantly, will this be part of their all services bundle subscription? Meaning Apple Music, uh, Apple TV, or whatever they call their TV and movie section of it. Apple Magazines, which they bought Texture, which is a, a Netflix for digital magazines, if you will. And lastly, this Apple Games. Uh, this is very similar to Amazon Prime, or, or the idea is very similar to Amazon Prime, where you would pay a yearly rate uh, and get access to all the services, or maybe a monthly rate, depends. There's probably the option of doing you know yearly or monthly, I'm sure. However, it's hard to see them doing this for a similar price, given that Apple Music itself right now is $120 a year if you pay all year long, which is the same price as Prime, and you get so much more with Amazon Prime. I'm guessing it will be a bit more expensive, but I could be wrong. There have been some talks that it's going to be completely free for uh, you know, those that already subscribe to, to Apple Music. And I'm sure there will probably be a pretty awesome uh, uh, trial period as well, where you get like two or three months free or something like that. I'm also predicting that they're going to call this Apple Media, but that's just a random guess, just something fun there. All right, next up here is more iPads. So apparently there is going to be two new iPads this fall. They're, they are all coming from a report from Bloomberg, by the way, following a link uh, or follow the link and, and read through everything, you know, to your heart's content here. There's apparently going to be a 10 inch to replace the current 
9.7 inch low end model, which by some is considered the best for your money. And we've talked about this before, a new iPad mini. And I would love this new iPad mini as we have talked about before. And I'm really hoping that this comes to fruition. Whether I ditch the 10 inch, uh, or sorry, 10.5 inch iPad Pro I have now for the iPad mini, I don't know. Actually, I doubt it. I mean, only because it would be a waste of money, but uh, it's going to be hard not to, to mull over it at least. I so love the mini form factor and the size of that. But to be, I mean, look, let's be honest, I don't need an iPad at all really, so to each his own, okay? Uh, and if we're going to continue the Apple coverage here, uh, there is uh, new iPhones in testing, apparently. So coming from Bloomberg, once again, is another report that Apple is currently testing new iPhones with three cameras and a USB-C port. The key word here is testing, okay? Even if they are doing this, I really don't think we're going to see those phones this year. If anything, I'm predicting personally, we see USB-C on iPhones in 2021. That's just kind of a shot in the dark. I really don't have any inside knowledge or anything like that. A lot of people are saying 2020. I'm just going to kind of little be a little bit more conservative and say 2021. Um, there is a chance we could see them next year, but I really doubt it. And as for the three cameras, this could be a non-issue for me. The reports are saying that the only phone with three lenses will be the Max variant. And I have all but decided that I am going uh, for the uh, smaller phone next time around. So this would be great. And I'm sure that they will do very cool things with that extra lens, but it's not something that will affect my buying decision if it's only available on the behemoth of a phone that is the 10s Max. And one more here in the Apple camp, uh, Bloomberg all the way with the Apple rumors here, iOS dark mode and a new iPod home screen. So to round out this Apple talk, uh, one more rumor here is on iOS 13 and that they will have two new features. One being a dark mode, which would be great. Uh, I often lay in bed reading articles to finish the day. Yes, I know that's bad for you. I don't care. Uh, and although my RSS reader of choice has a dark mode that I use almost exclusively, the rest of the iOS or rest of the OS does not. Uh, and when I exit the app, it is very jarring on your eyeballs they are blasted with this bright white light depending on what you kind of transition into from there and that is even with the screen brightness turned all the way down which i do and i have the God, night mode or whatever on that that kind of removes the blue tint from the from the screen anyway this will be a nice addition one that i may even leave on all the excuse me all the time i really like the the darker look and feel um, all the time, even during the day. Um, but at any rate, so now the other feature that talked about here is a new home screen for the iPad. This one is a bit puzzling to me because I can't imagine that they would redesign the iPad home screen and leave the iPhone to continue to rot. Okay, I have to imagine that they are going to have some changes to the aspects uh, or some, some 
aspect changes to the iPhone as well. I hope that is the case anyway. Don't get me wrong, I think the iPad is more of a productivity device than the iPhone is, or a workhorse, if you will. And it deserves something more than just a blown up iPhone screen layout. But at this point, the iPhone deserves something a bit more than what we have currently. Um, so, you know, I have been saying that uh, this to people since the first iPads were released almost a decade ago. That being, you know, that, that I think it's really just a blown up iPhone home screen. And a lot of people say that it's not just me. So this is nice to see. And for those that use their iPads as their primary computers, it will be a very welcome change. I just really hope that they do something to the iPhone home screen as well. It's just rotting at this point, like I said. Okay, let's take a step away from Apple for a second here and talk about WhatsApp, Instagram, and Facebook Messenger. Apparently they are going to merge services. I really don't want to get in the weeds about this one, so I'm not gonna talk very much. I use Facebook so little, almost not at all, but I do use Messenger once in a while, very rarely, but once in a while. I do use Instagram a couple of times a week, and I think I could count on two hands probably the number of times that I have used WhatsApp, literally, in all of its existence. But what I do use Instagram for most is sending fun posts back and forth between a couple of friends. I'm hoping what this means is that all of the services will become end-to-end -end encrypted like WhatsApp is, meaning that only you and the person you are chatting with are able to see any of the content. The fear is that it will be the other way around and this opens up a door to people being able to get at the already encrypted WhatsApp chats. Again, I don't really use it at this point, but still. I don't know that it's relevant, uh, but this is for some reason, has for some reason made me go and delete all my Instagram posts. So now I have no in info on Instagram or Facebook. I would love to cut them out completely, but there are small things holding me from doing that. I guess the next best thing is to make sure that they don't have any of my data. And let me, I guess I have to put a little bit of a, a little bit of information here. What we're referencing here is that you know, in Instagram, you can send direct messages to people like a chat app. Uh, uh, WhatsApp is a chat app and so is Facebook Messenger. And what they're talking about doing here is merging all of those services so that you could message people. One person could be using Facebook Messenger and another person could, could be using uh, Instagram and you could be in the same chat. It would all kind of connect on the back end and send it to what you're using it to or what you choose to use uh, as your app of choice. So anyway, just a little bit of an explanation there before moving on. Okay, uh, next up is the Gmail app redesign. So here we go. Another email app redesign that I will have to wait weeks and weeks to get access to. Okay, to be fair, the last one of these that we talked about was the Outlook email app on iOS, and I got it weeks after the articles talked about it. However, I didn't realize at the time that those initial articles uh, were talking about it just being a beta release. Okay, and it wasn't announced until just last week, I believe, that it was rolling out to everyone. I was the one with egg on my face on this, you know, for not realizing that in the first place. But I don't think most of the articles actually stated that, or maybe I'm just trying to point a finger, <laughs> you know, that, that could be it too. 
This time it's the Gmail app for iOS and Android. Uh, in the last days of January, it was announced that Google was rolling out the new design with a fresh material design or material theme look. So this time they said it was rolling out or that's my understanding of it anyway. And as of writing this and as of recording this, I have yet to get the update. And believe me, I am refreshing daily to see if it's there. I love app redesigns. We have talked about this many times in the past. It just makes the old feel, feel new again. I know it's just an email app, but I'm anxious to get this update and, and see the new look. And uh, maybe I'll post some thoughts in a future episode in, I don't know, a couple months when I finally, finally get the update. Okay, material themed voice. So more on Google designed apps here. Uh, two weeks ago, we talked about the Google Voice app uh, getting VoIP or voice over IP. And, um, you know, that is again using, you know, voice over your data connection as opposed to a cell signal. As of writing this, I still haven't seen that update, but I'm waiting patiently and looking forward to seeing it. And now we are getting another update to Google Voice. Well, Android users are getting an update anyway. Uh, Google is updating the Android Google Voice app with again, material design, uh, theme design language. I'm a big fan of the material look. It's very clean. Some say there is too much white space, but I'm okay with it. I really like it. And uh, so anyway, like I said, this is just on Android uh, devices. So I'm really, really hoping this comes to iOS soon. I would love a little bit of an updated, uh, you know, interface there to play around with. And I spend all day in that app during the week because I use it for work. Moving on, let's continue with Google news here or the Pixel 3 Lite. Uh, our last Google topic of the day has to do with the rumored, but not yet confirmed, Pixel 3 Lite phone. Uh, there have been numerous leaks referencing the upcoming device or this upcoming device. And the article here talks about how this could be one of the most important devices that Google releases this year, even with the upcoming Pixel 4 phones that we're expecting at Google I.O. So what do we know about it? Uh, it will have an all plastic construction instead of the all glass one on the current Pixel 3 phones. I'm really completely okay with this. Plastic doesn't always have to mean that it feels cheap or crappy and uh, you have to worry about it falling less. Uh, what else do we know? It will have a lesser quali quality processor. Not a huge deal given the little processing I demand of phones now, but to each his own. It'll have less storage, uh, which, okay, more and more of our stuff goes up to the cloud, so not a huge issue there. And a lesser quality display. Honestly, as long as it's 720p, I think I would deal with this, although I would prefer it to be 1080. The 720p on the iPhone 10R uh, looks fine, looks good, very good. Uh, my wife has that phone and you know I pick it up from time to time just to compare, um, it looks fine. What is still unknown is if they will ship this with the same camera that, it, that comes in the higher end Pixel phones. If that's the case, then this is going to be an easy choice for many, many people. The camera in the Pixel phones is best in class, depending on you know who you ask, but it really, really is so good. It gets tons and tons of great reviews, better than the iPhones at this point, better than Samsung phones. And if they can get the price down to say 499 or less, 
it will really be a no-brainer for a lot, a lot of people. My only issue is the size, of course. It looks like it's going to be in the middle of the two current phone sizes, kind of like, again, the iPhone XR. Uh, and that how it is, you know, size-wise between the 10s and the 10s Max. I would really love it if they could get this thing down to say the uh, five-inch size. I know that's bigger than the iPhone SE or iPhone 5 that I'm using right now, but I think five inches would be would be awesome with a minimal bezel. Uh, it, it would be just so great, so small and nice in the hand. But I'm sure that they will sell more of them with a larger screen. Okay, let's shift away from phones for a second to CBS All Access shows. This one makes me a little mad, actually. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, and then during the Super Bowl, it was announced that a couple of shows were coming to CBS All Access. Stephen King's The Stand uh, miniseries and the reboot of The Twilight Zone, both of which are shows that I really want to watch. The Stand is, uh, I would say, probably my second favorite King story of all time uh, behind his epic uh, Dark Tower series that is. We've talked about that in the past. And I have always loved The Twilight Zone uh, and shows like it, you know, like uh, Outer Limits or Tales from the Dark Side, things like that. Um, I'm not against paying for good shows, right? Like, you know, I know there are many people out there who probably pay for Netflix uh, just to see Stranger Things or Orange is the New Black or whatever that show is or movies are for you. And I'm not against paying for a streaming service to see those, obviously. Uh, I am against paying for a streaming service to watch CBS shows when I already pay for PlayStation View, which includes CBS. The fact that basically they want to double charge me, and I, maybe that's not fair. Maybe I am not being fair here, and I should be willing to pay more for good shows, but I just feel like I'm already being charged for that. I'm being double charged here if I want to see these specific shows. In the end, I might just wait until the seasons or miniseries are all available and pay for one month and just binge them and then stop paying as soon as I'm done watching the shows. I'm not sure. This one just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I just don't care for it. Okay. And our last topic, let me make sure of that here. Yeah. Our last topic for the day is a smaller switch. So two weeks ago, we talked about the Nintendo switch sales or sales figures. And the fact that it is the, uh, it is selling like crazy actually. And last week, uh, we get another article saying that they are prepping to ship a smaller, cheaper version of the Switch. Obviously, uh, if this is the case, they will have to forfeit some of the features of the current model if they make it smaller. I'm guessing what that will be. And yes, these are all features they talk about in the article. They just make sense, okay? I could be, you could say I'm reiterating what is in the article. Go read the article for yourself. I'm not trying to keep you from it. It's an article on The Verge. But um, anyway, that is the dock and the physical game cartridges. The dock is not really a big deal. If they make it smaller, it could be thought to replace the 3DS replacement uh, or be a 3DS replacement, um, which does not have a dock now. Uh, it would be significantly geared more toward mobile and not something I have a link for here, but uh, there was an article somewhere I read that the 3DS sales are down significantly year over year. I'm not going to try and, you know, guesstimate what those numbers are, try and recall and get those completely wrong, but there, it's 
very significantly down year over year. And not having physical game cartridges is a bummer, but not a deal breaker. I, I mean, I like the the physical the physical uh, games. I think I've talked about before, maybe I haven't, that I think if we kept with physical media going forward that albums, you know, like CDs would, be, would have been replaced with uh, like SD cards, like full size SD cards, those are tiny as it is. Anyway, I like physical media, I like physical cartridges. I know that it's gonna be, it makes it more expensive and it's just uh, common sense to make all the games for a smaller Switch be, you know, only accessible or only downloadable. So anyway, um, all I wanted to say here, I, I'm also thinking that they may remove the Joy-Cons altogether. Not that they would have it, I, I mean, it would look exactly like it is now. They just would, would just be one device. Like you wouldn't be able to actually remove the Joy-Cons. If you think about it and it, you know, if you have played with the Switch, it makes sense. Those Joy-Con controllers are already hard to manage because they are so small. And look, I have relatively small hands. I'm 5'7 on a good day with shoes on. I can only imagine that if they got smaller, it would be pretty a pretty bad user experience um, when used separately from the screen, that is. But I could be wrong on this one. It's just a thought. Okay. All right, guys. Well, that is all for today. As always, I can be reached at everydayenthusiastpodcast at gmail.com. No dots, dashes, or spaces. Again, that's everydayenthusiastpodcast at gmail.com. Do not be afraid to reach out if you have questions, you want to discuss something. Um, you know, I haven't heard from anybody at this point and that's okay. You know, if you guys are just here to listen, that's okay. But I love hearing from people if that uh, should ever happen. I don't know. I want this to be a bit of a conversation, if you will. If you could, uh, you could, sorry, you can find the show notes at everydayenthusiastpodcast.tumblr.com. As I said before, this podcast is available on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Overcast. Please like, rate, and subscribe. And until next time, stay enthusiastic.